Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Numbers 877-381-3811, Thank my buddy Ben Ferguson for sitting in last night. Um, these MiG-29s. Our Defense Department says, well, Ukraine doesn't really need them. Doesn't Ukraine know what it needs? Do we really need to hear from Austin and Millie and the spokes idiot over there? who gave up $85 billion worth of our equipment to the Taliban, which is going to wind up in the hands of many of our enemies. Do we really really need to take these people seriously? And the answer is no. And the amazing thing is, when Donald Trump's president of the United States, he is undermined by leaders at the Pentagon, by generals at the Pentagon, by Milley at the Joint Chiefs of Staff, He's undermined by the director of the CIA. He's undermined by, by individuals and federal law enforcement. But when Biden's in there, they cover up for him completely 100%. Now, what do I mean by that? I've been talking about, you know, Mr. Producer said to me before the show, he said, you know, you're able to put these things together. I don't hear these others doing it. I put things together because I worked in the Reagan administration. I understand the bureaucracy. I understand politics. I'm not coming out of sports or coming out of whatever the hell to figure these things out. And so you got to really think through what's going on, watch what you're being fed, and then get behind it. That is, read behind it. Read between the lines. First, there's an offer of MiG-29s. Then it's shot down. Then this guy Blinken's on virtually every Sunday show talking about how he's working with our allies 
to figure out a way to facilitate the transfer of MiG-29s to the Ukrainians. Then all of a sudden, out of left field, it stops. And the entire government gets behind the administration. All of a sudden, the Defense Department says it's not going to be helpful to the Ukrainians. Well, of course, fighter jets will be helpful to the Ukrainians. It gives them an offensive posture. It gives them the ability to strafe and to attack and to defend. There's no question about it. It's so ridiculous what we're hearing. So preposterous. And then we're told that it not only can't really help them, but Poland surprised the world with its announcement. And besides, we don't want to escalate this into World War III and nuclear weapons. And this has some of my brothers and sisters in the media. This is where they, they began to wet themselves and crumble into, into a mess. Let's start from the beginning. March 1, 2022. This is almost like the, the spying on Trump that we talked about well before anybody else, but it's just a matter of putting these things together. So let's take a look. Ten days ago on Hannity, cut one, go. The fact of the matter is they were going to be MiG-29s, old Russian jets that, uh, that the Ukrainian pilots were going to get, and they're used to flying those jets. They don't have to be trained because that's the same kind of jets they had. Poland was going to give them to him, some of the other countries. All of a sudden, it stopped. Well, what happened? I worry about our, our feckless buffoons at the State Department pulling that back. These people want to fight, but they can't fight with their bare hands and rifles and pistols. I mean, they can, but that's not going to win. That was March 1st. The next day on my radio show, right here, March 2nd, Cut to go. And something I mentioned on Hannity last night, I don't understand why the MiG-29s that were promised the Ukrainians and their pilots fly MiG-29s. Remember, Ukraine had been conquered by Russia before. I don't understand why they weren't delivered. Because all of a sudden, Poland and two or three other countries that had them stopped. And I suspect Biden and our State Department. Why? Because I hate Biden? That's quite beside the point. Because Biden is scared to death of triggering something bigger. And what he is incapable of doing is showing deterrence. And of course we learn today that it was Biden who stepped in and prevented the transfer of the MiGs. And not just the MiGs from going to our base in Germany to the Ukrainians, but the transfer of the MiGs from NATO or any NATO country wanting to do it on its own, such as Poland, period. Biden stopped it, just as I surmised nine days ago. It's just like the letter from the National School Board Association that all of a sudden went to the Department of Justice, that it had gone out on a Friday evening went to the White House, and then the next Monday, the Department of Justice acted on it, and I said, no, 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 no. This was a setup. 
This was uh, set up by the National School Boards Association, working with the Biden administration and working with the teachers unions. And by God, that's what we have found out. They're sinister. Our enemies, our adversaries are sinister. This is what they do. And so on Wednesday, two days ago, I said this to you, cut three, go. So now we've gone even further. We don't want the Ukrainian pilots, the Ukrainian Air Force, to even have these mix, regardless of how they might get to Ukraine. And I said last week, I smell a rat. I smell a rat that it had to be Biden and his administration. That reversed course originally. Going from, yes, we want to get the MiG-29s into no, then later, yes, and now, of course, definitively, I think, no. But the first time, it was no. And then Sunday, on the Sunday shows, Blinken's talking about how we're working with our allies to figure out how to work that out. No, they weren't. They were never going to give them the MiGs. Mm-hmm. Now, why am I mentioning this? Because how many more times are we going to hear about the great Joe Biden looking out for America, leading from the front? How many more times are we going to hear this? Now, I want to say another thing to the analysts out there who look at this situation. And I hope you'll watch my show on Sunday, because yet again, I'm going to dig in very deeply and pound away with two brilliant men. General Kellogg who worked for President Trump, and Richard Goldberg, who's one of the foremost experts on matters relating to Iran. And I don't think you're going to want to miss this show. Two guests, that's it. Not a conga line of guests like everybody else. Two guests, that's it. And my monologue at the beginning of the show. 8 p.m. Sunday, Life, Liberty, and Levin. If you can't watch it live, please go ahead and DVR it. I think it's going to be a crucially important show. And one of the things I recognize is that these Fox shows are aired worldwide. Just as this radio show is worldwide, on the internet and so forth, and my podcast is worldwide, this is worldwide. And that's why it's important to lay the framework. You remember you heard people say that Putin is amassing his army on the borders, that doesn't mean he's going to invade. I'm not going to go back and bore you with the audio from this show. I said, of course he's going to invade. You don't bring 150 to 200,000 infantry with tanks and personnel carriers and all the rest of it. Put them on your border. Destroy all the roads around it as they get there. Feed them. Fuel their vehicles because you're putting on a show. I said he was going to invade and he invaded. This is not complicated. The man has told us what he wants to do. Why don't we believe what he wants to do, insane or not? Then this word escalate. You know, when I was a young man and the, and the first Cold War was going on, we used the word deterrence. We used the word deterrence, not escalate. That we needed to have deterrence against the Soviet Union. We needed to have deterrence against China. We needed to have deterrence all throughout the world to confront our enemies. I never heard the word escalate once. Not once. And this is something I'm going to delve into very, very deeply on Sunday because you're hearing it day and night and day and night. 
So, as I said the other day, and I want to thank the bank benchers for re- regurgitating it, so this means now, whenever Putin waves around a nuclear weapon, he wins. This means the Ukrainians are not allowed to win, because according to Joe Biden and his ilk, providing them with the equipment they actually want and need to save their country is escalation. It's not enough. It's not enough to celebrate the bravery of these men and women in Ukraine. It's not enough to pray for them, even though I believe in prayer. God gives us free will. It's not enough. Whether you're facing down Hitler or Stalin or Mao or Xi or Un or Putin, it's not enough. After 6 million Jews that died in the ovens, in mass graves, who were gassed to death, who were experimented on, ask them, oh, I guess you can't. They're not here anymore. Ask the millions of Ukrainians who were slaughtered by Stalin in 1932. Ask them. Oh, I guess you can't. They're not here anymore either. Ask the 50 million Chinese who were slaughtered by Mao. 50 million. Ask them. Oh, I guess you can't. They're dead. Or the 25 million slaughtered by Stalin. Ask them. Ask about this word escalation. And if we are concerned about nukes, why am I not hearing more talk about what the Biden administration is doing with Iran? Why am I not hearing more talk about how we need to take out the regime in Iran in order to protect us so they don't get nukes? They are such a group of radical, fundamentalist zealots that they will use nuclear weapons. Joe Biden is destroying our country, and he's destroying one country after another. I'm sick and tired of the Putin wing of the Republican Party. I am sick and tired of the Putin wing of the media. And I'm sick and tired of the analysts and the others who who rub their hands all over the media, radio and TV and in the press, in the, in the written prayer, rub their hands, oh, this is horrible. Oh, this is horrible. Let us pray. Let us hope they get the best and get them whatever weapons they need except the MiG-29s. For some reason, you know, Putin, Putin is now deciding what can and cannot be used on the battlefield. Have you ever seen anything like this in your life? Putin is deciding what can be used on the battlefield? Seriously? I am telling you now, if this keeps up, and if the media in this country keep this up, and if the so-called conservatives in this country keep it up, we will be facing a world war. That this will bleed well beyond Ukraine. It'll bleed into the NATO countries. And you heard what Biden said, not one inch, not one inch. I am telling you now, if this isn't stopped in Ukraine, it will move beyond Ukraine, And we will be facing World War III. I'll be right back. 
Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Now we have a new argument from the uh, Putin wing, or not even the Putin wing, the uh, the passive wing of the Republican Party, or should I even say the 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 public spokesman for this position? I care about American interests first. I care about American interests first. So now they wrap themselves as in the clothing of American firsters when in fact they're appeasers. How are you an American firster when you essentially prevent Ukraine from getting the weaponry necessary or argue against it to defend itself and its people? Because you don't understand Putin and you don't understand war. Putin's not satisfied with Ukraine any more than he was satisfied with Georgia or satisfied with Crimea. Any more than he was satisfied with Chechnya or Belarus at this point, which is effectively an appendage now of Russia. None of them have read what Putin wrote last summer. None of them listen to what he says. He wants to be in charge of an empire. He wants to be Catherine the Great. He wants to be a czar. He's not interested in just Ukraine. So if you're an American firster, you stand with me. You don't stand with these, these Lilliputians. You don't stand with these, with these fools who have no comprehension of what's actually taking place. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. 
I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there was a uh, ship of refugees back in 1939. 937 Jewish refugees fleeing Nazi Germany where they knew they would be extinguished. Where they would be extinguished. And uh, it was turned away from Havana, Cuba, May 27, 1939. They made appeals to the United States and Canada for entry. They were denied other than 28 who got off in Cuba somehow, the rest were forced to sail back to Europe. And uh, on May 13, the SS St. Louis sailed from Hamburg, Germany to Havana, Cuba. Most of the passengers, many of them children, were German Jews escaping the Third Reich as part of the final solution. They'd applied for U.S. visas and planned to stay in Cuba until they could enter the United States legally, even before they set sail. They were greeted with hostility. On May 8, there was a massive anti-Semitic demonstration in Havana. The St. Louis arrived in Havana on May 27. The Cuban government refused to admit 900 of them. So for seven days, the ship's captain attempted to negotiate with the Cuban officials, but they said no. Then the ship sailed closer to Florida. Wasn't permitted to dock in Florida. Some of the passengers attempted to cable Franklin Roosevelt directly. He never responded. A State Department telegram stated that the asylum seekers must await their turns on the waiting list and qualify for an obtained immigration visas before they can be admitted. As a last resort, St. Louis continued north to Canada. They rejected it too. Faced with no other options, the ship returned to Europe. There were other ships too. There were other occasions too. I've done a lot of research on this. I've done a lot of research on the New York Times and the media at the time and how they lied to the American people by admission and commission, often by censorship, and often at the request of Franklin Roosevelt and his administration. They had a war to win. There's no question about it. But there were also rail tracks and other things that could have been taken out, but they didn't take them out. People have written about this extensively today. 
talking about what should have been done or what could have been done. Among those who've experienced firsthand the occupation of the Nazis and then subsequently the occupation of the Soviet communists or the Polish people, the people, Warsaw Ghetto. And it is they who want to give their MiG-29s to the Ukrainians. And it is they who are closest, or among the closest, of also being attacked by Putin. But they have suffered under prior genocidal regimes. And they know that you have to beat these things and stop these things in the cradle. Joe Biden told them no. Because you will start World War III. Let me tell you a little secret. Let me redefine this. Let me step back. Let's reset this, shall we, Mr. Producer? World War III, ladies and gentlemen, has begun. The question is, what will be its reach and it cannot be contained? Let me repeat that. World War III has begun. The question is, can it be pushed back or contained? Which is a serious question. And shouldn't it be pushed back and contained in the Ukraine? When the leader of a nation that has thousands of nuclear warheads on missiles aimed at the United States threatens to shoot them, it seems to me World War III has been begun. When his ally, the communist regime in Beijing has built a military for the purpose of defeating the United States. That's why it's built that military. And has aligned itself with the regime in Moscow for the purpose of building an access to defeat the United States. That's World War III. When yet a third regime, an Iranian regime, is moving heaven and earth to build ICBMs with nuclear warheads and keeps threatening the United States with them. That's World War III. That's the access of evil. That's the access. The question is whether this can be contained. And based on what we're doing now, my fear is it cannot. So I would say those who wrap themselves in American first or first Americans, you are doing a grave disservice to your fellow Americans. You're doing a grave disservice to the, your fellow Americans by misapplying that label to a historically failed approach to maniacal genocidal killers. One day I fear your children and your grandchildren are going to look back on Ukraine and say, why didn't we give them the MiGs? Why didn't we give them whatever they needed? 
to deal with this here and now and there to help save the Ukrainians and save much of the rest of the world. We're letting Putin off his back. That 40-mile-long convoy of tanks and armored personnel carriers was there for the taking. It's now moved. Now, does anybody here actually believe sanctions against Vladimir Putin is going to stop Vladimir Putin? Has it stopped Vladimir Putin? No. We have a senator, as I and Brother Hannity have mentioned, who talks about taking out Vladimir Putin because if you don't take out Vladimir Putin, then you don't take out the head of the war machine. Here's a man threatening us with nukes. Here's a man who is a war criminal now, committing atrocities all over that country in Ukraine, as he has elsewhere. And we're told, don't even discuss taking him out. Don't even discuss a third party taking him out. Why? Because you might escalate. He doesn't need us to act to escalate, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing perfectly well on his own. I hear David Petraeus on my favorite cable network. He sounded ridiculous, in my humble opinion. When somebody was there, dared to criticize Biden, he said, you know, it's very difficult. This is a very complex matter. Somebody has to make a decision, and that falls in his lap. So, you know, give him a little space. No, General, he got space in Afghanistan. He's gotten space in Iran. He's gotten space on the border. He's a disaster. And why the friendly words and the cautions when it comes to Biden and the unhinged obsession with undermining another commander-in-chief, Donald Trump, who actually kept the peace. Who actually kept the peace. The Department of Defense has decided that the Ukrainians don't need MiG-29s. After they were told, you see, ladies and gentlemen, by Biden, no MiG-29s. Here's Tom Cotton at a hearing yesterday. Cut five Go. General Barrier, could you explain as an intelligence officer how Vladimir Putin might be A-OK with us transferring missiles that turn their tanks into burning piles of rubbish or shoot their jets out of the sky, yet transferring tactical aircraft is going to be unacceptable? Why is the latter escalatory and the former not escalatory? Senator Cotton, thank you. I, I will take a stab at that in open session here. I think when you, when you look at uh, anti-tank weapons and air defense, uh, surf, uh, shoulder-fired kinds of weapons, there, there is a range of escalation. And I think in our view, um, that escalation ladder doesn't get checked higher uh, with those weapons versus uh, something like combat aircraft. Now, let me just stop there. But the Ukrainians say they need them. And you know this response is bullcrap, because they could have strafed the hell out of that convoy, that 40-mile convoy. And they could have moved across that country to the south where they needed help, to the east where they need help, and now the west is under attack. Now that just doesn't make sense from even a pedestrian perspective. Go ahead. Cut six. I mean, it, your own written assessment, Ms. Haynes, says 
that Russia, quote, doesn't want a direct conflict with the United States, end quote. That was from January 21st that that assessment said Russia doesn't want a conflict with the United States. You think they're more likely to want a conflict now after Vladimir Putin has seen the performance of his army? Not, against, not just against the Ukrainian army, but with moms with Molotov cocktails and grandmas with AK-47s. You think they're more likely to want a piece of us now than they were two months ago? I don't think it's an issue of whether or not they're more likely to want a conflict. It's whether or not they perceive us as being in that conflict with them. I think we're in a very challenging position, right, where we are obviously providing enormous amounts of support to the Ukrainians, as we should and need to do, but at the same time trying not to escalate the conflict into a full-on NATO or U.S. war with Russia. And that's a challenging space to, to manage. And the analysts, I think, are just trying to provide their best assessment of what is likely to be perceived as that kind of escalation in this circumstance. Well, I mean, I, I've got to say, it seems to me that Vladimir Putin simply deterred the U.S. government from providing these aircraft by saying they would view this as escalatory. And, and if that's going to be our position, I mean, we might as well call the commanding general at Fort Lewis outside Seattle and tell him to take the flag down and surrender our position. Because he's not going to stop in Ukraine. He's not going to stop in Europe. He's going to go all the way to the West Coast. And every time he raises a threat, we immediately back off. And his point is exactly correct. Senator Cotton's been exactly correct. This word escalate and escalatory. And you don't hear the word deterrence, our deterrence. You don't hear it ever. Ladies and gentlemen, this is appeasement. I don't care who is voicing it. I don't care if it's their best intentions. Wrapping it in an American firster is not going to make it any better. If you love your country, and you love your military, and you love your children and grandchildren, you don't want this thing to get out of control. And us helping the Ukrainians defeat, or at least stalemate the Russians, make sure it doesn't get out of control. Because Putin saw what happened in Afghanistan. Putin saw what happened with his pipeline. Putin saw what's happening with Iran now because Putin is doing the negotiation on, on our behalf. Putin sees in Biden absolute weakness. What happened, ladies and gentlemen, when Putin's military invaded Ukraine? What did our military do? What did it do? It stopped a year-long planned nuclear exercise because we didn't want to escalate or send any wrong messages. Oh, we sent the wrong message. He said, Joe Biden is not going to do anything effective to stop me. Now, we may be proud of the fact that we're providing weapons and now and then seeing video of Russian jets being shot down and so forth. But they are scorched earth now, ladies and gentlemen, the Russians. They are destroying that country one seat at a time. They're destroying those people who were just like us. They used to be in their homes. They used to go to work in their cars. They used to sit out at cafes. They used to be on buses. They are dying. They are being shot in the streets. They're being raped. They are refugees. They were free people. And it's not enough for us to wring our hands. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. And you know, what's amazing to me is when you have Biden or Pasaki or any of their spokes idiots out there saying, we don't want to start World War III by providing MiG-29s to the Ukrainians. Why would you even say that? By completely cutting off any ability to give them MiG-29s or anybody to give them MiG-29s. Why would you make a statement like that giving Putin room like that? Or if he brings up nuclear weapons, why do you respond by saying, we don't want nuclear war? Of course we don't want nuclear war, but why are you showing him how weak you are? And now they're saying he might use biological weapons. He might use chemical weapons. Well, you're giving him room to use biological and chemical weapons. Why do you keep saying that? What are you going to do if he uses them? We're going to cut off another bank? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, even the propaganda that's coming out of this White House is counterproductive. It is awful. It's weak. Really disgusting. We've got very, very important hours left. Inflation, the gas prices. Gee, do you know Putin did this? He did it way back in the summer. He did it way back when the Democrats went on a spending spree by trillions of dollars. We said they would create inflation. They created inflation. You don't have to be Nostradamus to understand this. A third grade education in economics will do. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. The Prime Minister of Israel is a pusillanimous weakling. 
who came to power through a coup. There are 120 seats in the Israeli Knesset. Whoever gets 61 by hook or by crook um, gets to appoint the prime minister. And so Bennett ran to the right of Netanyahu, claimed to anyway, and then he cut a deal with uh, the liberal to left wing and even the Arab parties to have a temporary position as prime minister of Israel, which will eventually have to give up and give to a leftist. And uh, just like the United States, Israel has exactly the wrong people in charge at this time in history. They replaced Netanyahu, who got far more his party votes than Bennett. In fact, if the election were held today, Netanyahu and his party would win in a relative landslide. And Bennett, he came to power with five seats out of the 120. Five seats. As illegitimate of a prime minister as Israel's ever had. Why is that relevant to anything? This from the Jerusalem Post. Bennett advises Zelensky to surrender to Russia. Zelensky refuses. Now this is written by a uh, reprobate. No question about it. Somebody who I detest because in my view he's so thoroughly corrupt and dishonest, intellectually and politically. But he actually may have fallen into the truth here. His name is Barack Ravid. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett told Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky that he recommends Ukraine take the offer made by President Vladimir Putin of Russia to end the war, which includes many Ukrainian sacrifices, in a phone call Tuesday... According to an official in Ukraine's government, according to the official, Zelensky did not take Bennett's advice. The source claimed that the phone call was initiated by Bennett. Quote, if I were you, I would think about the lives of my people and take the offer, Bennett reportedly said. Zelensky's response was short. I hear you, unquote, he said. According to the report, Zelensky and his people did not like the advice. Bennett told us to surrender, said the official. We have no intention of doing so. We know Putin's offer is only the beginning. The past two weeks, and especially since Bennett's visit to Moscow, the Prime Minister's office and Foreign Ministry have been claiming that Israel's mediation efforts forced them to keep an even more cautious and balanced approach. This message was also passed quietly to Zelensky's office. The official also said that Israel asked Ukraine not to request more military and defense aid because such a request could harm the mediation efforts. According to the official, however, Zelensky's office isn't seeing results from the mediation. He said that Bennett isn't mediating so much as he is functioning as a mailbox and just passing messages between the two sides. According to him, a mediator needs to try to put together a compromise between the two sides and make his own offers. We don't need a mailbox, said the official. We have enough of those. If Bennett wants to be neutral and mediate, we would expect to see him appoint someone to work on a day and night and try to get a compromise. Ukrainian officials believe that Bennett's involvement in diplomatic efforts comes from his not wanting to take a clear stance 
regarding the Russian invasion from fear that it will harm Israel's ties with Russia. I agree with that. I agree with that. And as you know, I'm... Well, thank you. I had dropped my wedding ring, believe it or not, in a trash can. And my stepdaughter, Jenna, dug in and found it. Thank you. No problem. You went trash dumping. We have a lot of trash. We have a lot of trash. Well, thank you, young lady. I appreciate it. No problem. My wife does not want me without this ring, nor do I. Thank you. All right, so folks... I don't think this would be going off of Benjamin Netanyahu as prime minister. No way. But this is what happens when you have a Biden as president of the United States or a Bennett as the prime minister of Israel. This is what happens. No clarity. Now, Israel is taking in a a large number of refugees. But that's not my point, is it? No. No. I call him as I see him. On Tuesday, Ukrainian Ambassador Yevgeny Kornikuk is expected to meet with Knesset Chairman Mickey Levy. The official said that Kornichuk intends to make clear to Levy that the only option as far as Zelensky is concerned is a video speech in the Knesset plenum and not a Zoom call which will only include a few MKs. The Knesset does not happen. Zelensky's looking at other options. I mean, he's spoken to the United States Senate. He's spoken to Parliament. Now, let us hope he'll be able to speak to the Israeli Knesset. And if not, you folks in Israel, your government, the way it's set up is utterly corrupt. You knock out a Netanyahu for a guy that doesn't have five members in the Knesset. That's what's wrong with the parliamentary system, by the way. That's what's wrong with democracy, little dean, as opposed to republicanism, little r. And that's the truth. I'm not a special pleader. You know what I am. I was going to say, I'm not a special pleader for Ukraine, but I am. I don't even know anybody in Ukraine. I don't even know if I know any Ukrainians. It doesn't matter to me. They're the victim. They're the David trying to defeat Goliath. And you'll hear every excuse in the book, every spin in the book, every piece of propaganda in the book. Well, America first. Well, of course America first, you idiots. You idiots on TV and radio. That's what I'm talking about. Putin pushes through Ukraine. Then we're going to have a world war on our hands. I believe we already do, by the way. The question is whether it's going to be short-lived, that is truncated, or is going to be contained. And let us replace the word escalate with deterrence. Peace through strength. Our deterrence. Putin is seeing weakness by what he sees at our Pentagon, and the Pentagon idiot spokes idiot. He sees weakness out of Pisaki's big mouth. He sees weakness out of denture face. That would be Biden. He sees weakness all over the place. Unbelievable. I don't support the U.S. involved in no-fly zones. I think that would be a mistake. We're sending American troops. But good Lord, there's an awful lot we can do short of that. A ton that we can do short of that.
In the meantime, Biden has been using Putin and Xi to negotiate on our behalf with the Iranians. I mean, is, is the guy insane? Is he a mental case? The answer is yes. But so is this guy Bennett. Telling somebody, Zavensky, who will be remembered for a thousand years, Zelensky, that he should resign. Can you imagine? He resigns. What will happen then? Oh, I'm sorry. He stepped on a mine. I'm sorry. And the people of Ukraine, what happens to them? Bennett should learn. He should learn from the strength of the history of the Jews. He should learn. There are monuments all over Israel, historical marks all over Israel. How they stood up against the Persians and the Babylonians. How they stood up against the Romans. He ought to go back and look at those sites. He ought to look at his own cemeteries in Israel. The 1967 war. The Yom Kippur war. Or the war for independence even. He ought to look back at how brave those men and women were. They didn't need a phone call from a foreign leader either to say, well, you ought to surrender. You ought to surrender. What an embarrassment. Just like Biden killing the MiG-29s. Oh, they don't need the MiG-29s, and the Defense Department falls in right behind. The CIA falls in right behind. National intelligence falls in right behind. The media falls. Well, they said they don't need the MiG-20. But they said they do need them. Of course they needed them. They could have strafed into oblivion that 40-mile-long tank convoy. They could be hitting these artillery sites by air. They could be hitting them. Rather than sitting ducks in the city and be like, well, they have 10,000 Molotov cocktails. That'll be good. They'll be using Molotov cocktails. Let me ask you, ladies and gentlemen. One month ago, these people were free people. They were walking around their cities the way we walk around ours. They had jobs. They had families. They had homes. They had three squares. They had fresh water. They had pets. They had, they had lives. They had religious uh, events and so forth. Now they're dying. They're running for their lives. They leave everything behind. Molotov cocktails. That's the last of the last. The way this war is being defined is, well, these people are brave and they'll fight with Molotov cocktails to the end. Ladies and gentlemen, they might, but they're being slaughtered. And we're doing very little about it. Rather than say MiG-29s could lead to World War III, we should say MiG-29s, that's the least we can do, Putin, if you keep this up. If you keep this up, well, what about the nukes? Don't threaten us with nukes. Remember what President Reagan said to On Rocket Man in North Korea, Mr. Producer, when he said he had a red button? Trump said, I have a red button, too, and it's much bigger than yours. Oh, how dare Donald Trump say that? Remember when Ronald Reagan called the Soviet Empire the evil empire? Oh, my God, he's going to cause World War III. He destroyed the Soviet Union. No. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Welcome back, America. We have with us a guest, Seth Lipsky, I have. How are you, Seth? I'm, I'm well, thank you. Thank you very, very much, too. You have a very exciting announcement you want to make, and, and I'm glad you are because you have been involved in a publication that is one of the best, one of the smartest, and one of the ones I like to look at. Tell us what's going on. Well, uh, this is the New York Sun, which is coming back with an expanded staff and uh, online publication for national and international reach. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to think of it as uh, the paper for those Americans who've lost faith in some of the other mainstream or leaning leftward papers. Uh, you know, the Sun is one of the oldest and most distinguished papers in the United States. It was... Uh, the first modern broadsheet in the late 19th century and, uh, uh, you know, a Republican paper, uh, conservative, uh, limited government, honest money, constitutional basics, you know, the stuff that you write about. We're the only paper around that supports a convention of the states, inspired partly by your wonderful book on that. And uh, those kinds of issues, uh, honest money, re- reform of the Federal uh, Reserve and the uh, monetary reform more broadly, mm-hmm. and uh, those kinds of issues are our issues. And, you, you know, Seth Lipsky, the New York Sun, as you say, that is a very, very old newspaper in terms of uh, its foundation. But newspapers today, to actually come back to breathe life back into a newspaper, a very, very important newspaper. That is really relatively rare. So how did you do this? You know, I I don't remember a day in my life when I didn't intend to start a newspaper in New York. I spent 20 years on the Wall Street Journal. I then became editor of The Forward. Uh, but uh, the big general interest paper I finally turned to was uh, the New York Sun, which, and when I discovered that its trademark uh, was uh, dead and uh, no longer in use, which makes it public property, I filed for it, and we were off to the races. We had a print edition for the first uh, eight years of this uh, century, and then uh, we folded the print edition and retreated to online only, uh, but 
without a lot of capital. And then I sold the paper to a new company in which I own just a small part, but remain as editor, led by a wonderful fellow called uh, David Afun. And he's got uh, your views and, uh, and uh, you know, although we don't think of ourselves so much as right and left as really basic constitutional principles mm-hmm. that, that we look at the world through that prism. And I feel uh, the same way about that, by the way. I don't understand this right-wing stuff. Um, now, Seth, it's not just New York, right? The whole country listening to this program, if they want to read the uh, New York Sun and get information and opinion that way, where do they go? They go to www.nysun.com. S-U-N dot com. And they will be presented with a, you know, major newspaper front page with our famed logo with the images of liberty and justice and the sun and the slogan, it shines for all. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we do things that other papers don't do. Uh, and yeah, I'll say we do <laughs> some of the things they do, the basic news, but also right. some of the other things. All right. Uh, some of the other things, like you tell the truth, that helps. So when right. uh, when people listening to this program, millions of you out there, folks, you really bookmark. If you want to get information, New York Sun, NYSun dot com, NYSun dot com, yep, NYSun S U N dot com. Now, folks, if you really want to really get some really smart writing and uh, very intriguing and compelling. And and the news, I would argue this is one of the sites you must check out, as I do. NY Sun, like the sun in the sky, nysun.com. It's that simple. This, this, I'll call it, this, this media outlet, this newspaper has been around, really, from my opinion, forever almost in this country. So, Seth Lipsky, we wish you all the best, my friend, and we're going to have you back where we're going to jump into some of these issues, Okay. I'd love to. I love your writing on the Constitution. You're really fabulous on that most important beat, so I'd love to come back. Thank you, Seth. God bless you, my friend. It's a wonderful man and a wonderful operation he's got there, folks. Check it out. I'll be right back. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST. This is Radio Free America on the Mark Levin Show. Call now, 877-381-3811. 
Folks, I want to hit a couple of domestic issues here. The tyranny of this January 6th committee knows no bounds. It is a runaway rogue operation conducted by the DNC and Nancy Pelosi, and, of course, the full backing of the corrupt media. And uh, now they're leaking things, and they're getting experts to comment on the likelihood of Donald Trump being indicted. They are subpoenaing information from anyone and everyone who objected to the results of the election on constitutional or other grounds. They have subpoenaed records from the Republican National Committee on donors. So this is an effort to get their nose under the RNC skirt. This is an effort by this committee to destroy Trump, his supporters, the Republican Party. And that's why Cheney and Kingsinger are so detestable. Because they are the Stalinists that they claim to repel. They are the Stalinists. This committee even asked for Stephen Miller, our old friend, actually young friend, but our friend. They're trying to get the phone records of his parents because he was on one of their phones. What does this have to do with January 6th? And so the abuse of power by the Democrat Party, the use of our resources, this is typical. This is how they did the impeachments of Trump. This is how they made the coup efforts. This is the Russia collusion, our tax dollars. All these people are the ones who should be going to prison. That whole damn committee should be rounded up and spend at least, at least five months in the very jails that they've put trespassers and paraders because they're thugs. You got that committee? You're thugs. Thugs. They could listen to what I've said on the radio all these years, Mr. Producer. What do you think of that? That's true. And so you have the appendage of this committee in the DNC trying to destroy 100 lawyers or more for representing different clients, states, what have you making them fight for their livelihoods and their careers and trying to send a message, as Putin is. And so you can see the the totalitarian mindset of this committee. Totalitarian mindset of this committee, trying to destroy anybody in its wake. And now these, these articles about, well, Trump may be subjected to indictment. Now, the only people who should be indicted are the people on this committee. People should be indicted is, is Nancy Pelosi. Yes, I think so. Notice none of her records are subpoenaed about what she did on that day or before. None of her records are subpoenaed about her business activities. No demands for her tax records or the tax records of that big slug husband of hers. No demand for the tax records of her son who's been sleezing around like uh, Hunter Biden. None of it. All goes one way. I even have good friends coming up to me and saying, Trump was the greatest president, but I wish he wouldn't run. I wish he wouldn't run. We'll get all the negatives and not enough of the positives. Maybe many of you think that way. He'll do what he wants to do. I also think he'd be great 
running again and winning. So people are intimidated all over the place because they know what the press will do. And they're figuring, ah. But let me tell you a little, little secret. They would do the same exact thing to DeSantis, to Cotton, to Cruz, to the rest. The same exact thing. They will bring up past quotes and they're trying to take out guys like Hawley and so forth. So trust me on this when I tell you they will do exactly the same thing. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Is there in yours, Mr. Producer? This is what they do to Republicans. So, inflation. Does war cause inflation? Does war in Ukraine, the invasion, cause inflation? Well, why would it? Why would Russia attacking Ukraine cause inflation? I don't even understand. Why would Russia attacking... We'll break it down. Stick with me. Why would Russia attacking Ukraine cause inflation in this country? We don't get much from Russia. We don't get much from Ukraine. And our economy is massive compared to their economies, even combined. Russia's economy is about the size of the Texas economy. So what is it exactly that Russia has or does that would cause inflation? Now let's move to the next piece of this. As we unravel what the propagandists, that is the Democrats and the Biden administration and their media are pushing. Well, there's the oil issue. What's the oil issue? We're not going to buy oil from Russia anymore, we're told. First of all, that's a little weird because Russia can sell oil elsewhere and then the elsewhere sells it to us. But let's follow along with this. So we don't buy any oil from Russia. Why does that cause inflation in the United States? Because we're not getting enough Russian oil in the United States. Which is why they say Biden's calling Venezuela and Saudi Arabia. You imagine? To pump more oil for us. Now Venezuela is the enemy. And Saudi Arabia has their own fight going on. Iran's trying to topple that kingdom as it has in Yemen. Plus, Biden wants to cut a deal with the Iranians that will endanger the Saudis, so they want nothing to do with Biden. They know he's an idiot. We all know he's an idiot. The fact that he's president of the United States, people have to listen to him, but otherwise everybody knows he's an idiot. I think his wife knows he's an idiot. If she doesn't, then she's an idiot. But nonetheless... Well, inflation wouldn't be massively impacted if we don't buy oil from Russia. Well, the price of oil all over the world is going up, so it's creating inflation all over the world. But we were having inflation before Russia invaded Ukraine three weeks ago. That's just a fact. We talked about it here multiple times. We talked about the price of fuel multiple times. In fact, last year, 
earlier last year, we talked about what the Democrats were doing to our budget and what the spending would do, that it would create inflation. Do I have to go back and dust off? Worse yet, does Mr. Producer have to go back and dust off all the commentary we had on that? No. This is common sense. Any third grader understands this. If you spend too much money, you create inflation. Now, how do we know that's the case? Because it happens every time. It happened in the 60s and early 70s with Lyndon Johnson and then later Nixon. It happened with Carter and the Democrats. Massive inflation. It happened prior to that, earlier in the century. And I can go on and on. You look internationally. The Weimar Republic. Inflation, why? Too much spending. They started printing, printing, printing. This has been going on a long time in our country. And in particular, in recent times, like never before in our history. Which is exactly why, at the time the Democrats were spending like drunken Marxists, They were going on and on about how this would actually empower the economy and it wouldn't create inflation. That debate had already been undertaken. And they lied. They said there wouldn't be a penny of debt. We have the greatest debt we've ever had, not just in the aggregate, but even a deficit, annual deficit. We've had nothing like this before. And they want to spend more. They actually want to spend more. If it wasn't for Manchin and Cinema and the Republicans, they, God knows what inflation would be. So inflation this past month was 7.9%, Mr. Producer. That's rounded up, 8%. Under the old calculations, some 40 years ago, it would have been at least 20, 25%. But they took things out of the calculation now. So the government can keep spending. 20 to 25%. That has nothing to do with Russia. And I despise Putin. That's all Biden and the Democrats. That's all Biden and their anti-American, pro-American Marxism, phony climate change degrowth movement. That is what's doing it. He hasn't moved an inch in the correct direction to undo what he's done. That's why the prices are going up, and that's why they're going to keep going up. When you hear climate change, what they really mean is destroy, destroy our economic system. The same nitwits who destroyed the situation in Afghanistan surrendered the same nitwits who have the open border we can go on and on folks they've done the same to our economy same to immigration same to law enforcement do i owe you anything mr producer then i'll be right back mark lovin I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. 
said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Salinas, California, the great KSFO, Gregory, how are you, sir? I know it's Gregory, how are you? Happy Friday, and the, the world's best bumper music ever. I mean, I've just been jamming the entire time. I've been waiting, so thank Me you very too, much. Bro. So, um, yeah, I love it. It's it's every every song. I, Jerry Reed, I can't believe he played that. Um, yes. make it, I'll make it quick. Um, going to, uh, I, I was watching the um, the UN, the Russian rep speak. We'll go to Ukraine, and I'll be quick about this, and hopefully yeah. it's not too glib. Um, the Russian rep, rep speaking about the U.S. Uh, chemical weapons labs in Ukraine. Um, blah, 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 blah. Right after that, the Albanian guy got up and said, it's all nonsense. Uh, you know, the Russians lie, and that's the way it is. So you go look at that on YouTube. It's pretty amazing. And by the way, they're not our labs. They were the Soviets' labs. Uh, absolutely. We understand that, and that it was yeah. it, it's a total ruse on the part of the Russians. Now, right. in the screenplay in my mind, I'm sort of thinking about this. What if since we have a feckless um, administration and uh, foggy bottom inertia going on in Washington, D.C., nobody can get anything done. What if we actually went to the U.N. and said, you know, let's call the Russians on this. Let's go ahead and say, hey, you're absolutely right. There are biological weapons and it's a dangerous situation. Let's send in the blue hats. Let's send in the United Nations. Immediate ceasefire for the Russians. Uh, have them pull out because we have to do this. So, so you're moving it from a, a, a regional conflict to pass the NATO conflict into an international thing where basically the U.N., which is... So you bring the U.N. in through the back door. You have the blue helmets there who basically observe their navels. They're kind of in the way. That way you bring in more countries, you're saying. That's actually a very interesting idea. Well, it, it, it pulls an end around because then everybody basically has to say, okay, I'm either for Putin or I'm for, for, for Ukraine. At that mm-hmm. situation. And if you have a bunch of navels, people staring at their navels, there's going to be a lot of cameras on that as well. So you have a situation where there's that much more observation. And basically, you, you know, the Russians have to, have to either, um, you know, uh, admit to their own lies and, the, and, and their own aggressive stance, or they're going to have to kind of back out. And it might be the off-ramp that would, would, could work for Putin. I mean, obviously... I, a- I don't think uh, the U.N. would do it. But I do think it is a good way to expose Putin further and put the U.N. to a good use. You know, get them off their focus on Israel and their anti-Semitism, at least for a few minutes. And their anti-Americanism, for that matter. Good call, my friend. I appreciate it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I shall return. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. 
It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. You know, the Hannity Fox show to me is a real tradition. I really enjoy watching it. Why do I enjoy watching it? Because his traditional values are my traditional values. Obviously, he's one of my best friends, but I don't have to watch his show. And that's why I appear on his show when I appear on any show. And he's been a patriot on that network and elsewhere for over a quarter of a century. And he brings on fantastic guests, and his opening monologues are really, really compelling to me. So I hope you're watching. And the Trump on Hannity yesterday, I want you to listen from Don, about Donald Trump had to say directly. And why it is that he was such, really, such an outstanding president. Cut 22, go. What do you think of this, that Biden is now trying to revive this Iranian nuclear deal... Ironically, I mean, sadly, Russia is brokering the deal, apparently, along with China, and right. that would pave the way for importing oil from the mullahs and Iran. Now, I thought the last deal was dumb. To me, this one's dumber. If that deal happens, you can say that's very potentially the end of Israel. Uh, I don't think God Israel forbid. can allow it to happen, and this country can't allow it to happen. Uh, when I terminated that deal, that was such a bad deal. First of all, it was a very short-term deal, but it gave them a very open pathway to having nuclear weapons, and you cannot let Iran have a nuclear weapon. But it will be the end of Israel, in my opinion. And I've been pretty good at prognosticating and pretty good at predicting what's going to happen. If you look at the, the record, Even it's covered all night long. But it'll be a very bad blow. I don't believe that Israel can allow that to happen. That's right. And it'll be very, very difficult for Israel, given its current leadership, and given how, how powerful Iran has become. Just Biden, is, Biden is, 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 is destroying one country after another, and he's weakened our country. More from President Trump to Sean Hannity. Cut 23, go. Would you have provided planes to Ukraine now that they're showing a willingness to take on Putin and fight? Well, I would have done it a lot differently than they've done it. And that what they've done is just terrible. Back and forth between the United States. Look, Biden, every time he gets up, he says they are a nuclear nation. 
He should say, we are a nuclear nation. And, you know, I rebuilt our whole nuclear arsenal. Stronger, bigger, better than ever before. It's better and it's bigger than Russia. He should say, we are a nuclear nation and we don't want war and we don't want to wipe out anything to do and we don't want to wipe out Russia. This is the way he should be talking. Instead, he's saying, we don't want war. We're we're not, you know, he doesn't talk about our nuclear capability. He keeps saying that they are a nuclear nation. We don't want war. And he's playing right into Putin's hands when he does that. But Putin's having a lot of trouble right now. He's having big, big trouble because he thought this was going to be a 48-hour deal. And the Ukrainians are good fighters. And largely, to a large extent, or certainly a big help, was the fact that we gave them a lot of javelins. Listen to the common sense. The media have no common sense. They're all a bunch of rabid morons. Democrat Party over there on the American Marxist side. Listen to Trump's common sense. Then finally, cut 24. You were on the Full Send podcast for an hour. Uh, You made them number one on all of YouTube podcasts. You reached over nearly six million views and then immediately... YouTube removed the video. Uh, I, I guess if your name's Donald Trump, you get canceled. If you're an Ayatollah in Iran and you threaten to wipe Israel off the map, you don't get canceled. Maybe you can explain that to me. Well, it's the Nelk boys, and I was asked to do that by a tremendous guy named Dana White. You know Dana White of UFC, and he said, would you oh, yeah, do an guy. interview with them? And they're hot as a pistol, and they have, like, I guess the top show or something, and so I did it, and it was we had a lot of fun. It was a half hour or so, and it became very much a sensation. I guess they had six million hits in a very short period of time. It was the number one they've ever done. And then I told them, I said, don't worry, it'll be taken down because I'm doing it. It'll be taken down. We talked about very good things, and we talked about a lot of policy, good policies, including energy independence and all of that. And uh, I just heard a little while ago they got taken down. This is not a free press. Big tech is a disaster, and our country is a much different place. What they're doing is really terrible. This is what they do in Russia. You know, if you look at Russia, Russia doesn't know. The people in Russia, they don't even know that they're fighting a war with Ukraine because they have no press. But we don't have a press either. We don't have a press either where they can do that. We had a very good conversation. Four young guys, great people, great, and, you know, hot show. Dana White only knows about hot. And uh, this was the best show they've done, I guess, in terms of views by many times. And they actually took it down. And really what it is, Sean, is they've taken away the voice of the people. And I don't think the people will stand for it any longer. This is what's happening. And this is what happens in other countries. Not supposed to happen in this country. Those of you who say to me, I love Trump as president. And I saw a piece in the American Thinker. It's a compelling piece. And the gentleman wrote that he loved Trump and he was a great president. Yes. The voting that occurred in 2020 raises a lot of questions. But the fact is, what the media have done to him and so forth and so on, we may not win with Trump this time around. And maybe we should pick somebody else. I don't join in that argument. If Trump decides not to run, I have somebody in mind already. But if he decides to run, he has my full support. 
I don't believe you can leave a general on the battlefield like this. And just like the media and the Democrats and the rest of them, you cannot bow to this kind of treachery that's going on now with the January 6th committee, that's going on with the Democrats in Manhattan, the Democrats in Albany generally, the Democrats in the House of Representatives, the Democrats in the media, because they will chew up the next guy and spit him out because I don't think there's many human beings that could withstand what Trump did. So think that through before you jump to that conclusion, is my view. You just heard how sensible this man is. Why are we talking about their nukes, he says. Why are we talking about our nukes? See, he he knows how to position things. You would never hear him say, we're going to start World War III, so I'm not... He may think it, he may say it to his advisors, but he's not going to announce it. And I think he would have allowed those fighter jets... And one of the people I'm speaking to this Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin is General Kellogg, who advised Donald Trump. And I'm going to inquire about all these things with him, too. So I think it'll be very, very important to hear what he has to say. And one of the nation's leading experts as the second guest on Iran and what Iran's up to with Russia, China, and quite frankly, this administration. You need to hear about these things. Very, 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 very important. If you can't listen live on Sunday, then I hope you'll uh, you'll DVR the program. We were number one last Sunday. The Sunday before that, we were preempted. The Sunday before that, we were number one. And that's not because of me. It's because of you. And it's because I allow these guests to speak. It's a totally different format. It's a long-form interview format. I don't have 20 guests, and I don't speed through it. We take our time and, and try and tackle these tough issues. And there are a lot of these issues. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now we have Dave McCormick, a candidate for the Republican nomination for the U.S. Senate from Pennsylvania, which is critical. How are you, Dave? Hey, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing great. How's the campaign going? You know, it's going well. I'm uh, I'm uh, driving across the, the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in my pickup truck, and um, I'm going to fire holes and uh, VFWs and diners. And, you know, everywhere I go, I hear despair and anger about the direction of the country. I think people are really waking up to the need to grab our country back. And I think they, they noticed that the, that, that the stakes couldn't be higher and, uh, and that there's not time. They need leadership in there where they can, they can hit the ground running and, and there's no time for on-the-job training. So I'm getting lots of good validation as someone who's a combat vet and uh, spent a lot of my life, almost a decade, fighting the communists, whether they're Chinese communists or Russian communists, and someone who's got experience going head-to-head with China and, uh, and Russia and, and sort of has an understanding of the crisis we see at this moment, and someone who's built businesses and created jobs and experienced firsthand the damage government can do and is doing at this moment, and then finally someone who's not beholden uh, but committed to really radical change. I think people are fed up, and they want some people in Washington who are going to make a real difference. Well, look at this issue of inflation, Dave McCormick, where we have Biden blaming Putin. Now, I despise Putin. 
but inflation was occurring before Biden, excuse me, before Putin invaded Ukraine. I mean, how are we ever going to get this thing under control if we don't tell the truth? Yeah, I think this spin on gas prices and this spin on inflation uh, that the Biden administration is doing is so duplicitous. And, and let's face it, we have inflation because of the unbelievable fiscal surge that's taken place under the Biden administration. We have inflation because of the energy policies, which have driven up the price of fuel, which is embedded in the cost of most things. And we have inflation because of easy, easy monetary policy, which, uh, which uh, should have led President Biden to replace Jay Powell. And, uh, and that accountability rests squarely on the shoulders of the president. And we didn't have this problem under the last administration. And we've taken a, a very uh, dangerous turn in economic policy that needs to be changed. Now, you worked at Treasury for a period of time, so you do understand these issues, correct? I do, yeah. I mean, you know, I'd say uh, I've got a good combination of someone who's uh, been involved in economic policy at the highest levels of our government and understands what's going on and understands the need to really project and advance U.S. interest abroad. But I also uh, know economic policy for someone who's built businesses and created jobs, and, and, you know, that's important because you realize how quickly and easily the government can screw things up. And, uh, you know, energy policy, Mark, is, is an area which is really near and dear to my heart because, because Pennsylvania is one of the great energy producers in the world. If, if Pennsylvania were a country, it'd be the fourth largest natural gas reserves in the world. And, and single-handedly By the way, I don't year, think a lot of people realize this. It's, it's remarkable. Uh, the resources, the bountiful resources of Pennsylvania, we can unlock that energy economy in a way that is, you know, great for our energy workers in Pennsylvania and throughout uh, throughout the country, great for our national security, because we need to be energy dominant. People talk about being energy independent. We need to be energy dominant. We in this country and we in Pennsylvania are blessed with the capacity to do that. And then the great irony of this, Mark, is that the natural gas in Pennsylvania is the cleanest in the world. And so by unlocking Pennsylvania, you, uh, you really have you know, great economic and environmental benefits. And here we are today with uh, you know, tankers in Boston Harbor with Russian oil and gas and, and from other parts of the world that's replacing what would have been natural gas from Pennsylvania that's, uh, that's cleaner and, and better for us economically. And this is a good example of just government policy gone amok. Uh, in pursuit of environmental goals that we're not achieving and uh, at the expense of our economy and our security. And on immigration, I just want to circle back to that. I mean, an open border, particularly when you see what's going on all over the world right now and the effect that has on working men and women in this country and so forth and the fentanyl. Give us your take on yeah. this. Yeah, listen, I, uh, I've, I've, as I said, I've, I've gone to almost, Almost mo the majority of the counties in Pennsylvania have done these meetings over and over again. Border uh, kept coming up. We worry about the border. And why? Because the open border policies of Joe Biden have had a terrible impact on the communities in Pennsylvania. The fentanyl that's coming into the Commonwealth has doubled. We had 5,000 fentanyl deaths last year in Pennsylvania, one of the worst states in the country for fentanyl deaths, fentanyl addiction. And it's coming from uh, the southern border makes its way to the Northeast in two days. And it's the same with crime, which is uh, a big problem in our sanctuary cities like Philadelphia 
and that crime's moving to the suburbs. So people in Pennsylvania feel like they are a border state. And so I wanted to see for myself. So about two weeks ago, maybe three, I went to Yuma, and I spent a day on the border. It's a 152-mile strip. I, I suspect you've been there, Mark. And I met with the Border Patrol, the sheriff, the mayor, the, the farmers on the border. And however bad it looks in the pictures of television, it is worse. In the sector that I was in, a year from uh, now, uh, a year uh, ago, we had about 30 illegal immigrants a day that were processed by the Border Patrol and uh, submitting uh, for asylum and so forth. We have about 1,000 today. It's absolutely overwhelming. And we have another uh, three to 500 in that sector that the Border Patrol thinks uh, comes across the border every day. And, and to my surprise, Mark, and you, you may have known this, they're not Mexicans or, uh, or Central Americans. More than half of them are from other parts of the world, Uzbekistan, yeah. Russia. And they come because uh, this is a way into our country. Um, they're mostly managed by the cartels. It has huge national security implications, has huge implications for, uh, for the drug trade in our country, the prostitution rings and so forth, all uh, enabled by an open border policy that is, is shameless and irresponsible in every way. And, um, and as bad as I thought it was, it was honestly worse when I saw it up close and personal. And just a, a final point on this. I said to, uh, said to, to someone in the border, I said, well, I'm, I'm assuming... Uh, you know, if we could wave a magic wand, what you need is more money. And they say, we don't need more money. Money is not the issue. The issue is we need a fundamental turnabout in the policies and end the catch and release and go back to the policies that were in place under President Trump, which led to the most secure border in decades. Now, your view, Dave McCormick, of Biden using Russia and China to negotiate another nuclear deal with Iran. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think it is so emblematic of, uh, you know, something that I know you said and I said it at the time. But when um, when Biden orchestrated the debacle in Afghanistan, which was absolutely a humiliation um, for America, it was a uh, incompetence. It was a lack of accountability. It uh, invited tyrants around the world to test us. And I said that at the time. I was not. I was not alone. There were many people to say at the time. And sadly, we're being tested. We're being tested by Russia, as we speak. We're being tested by Iran, in its aggressive behavior. We're being tested by North Korea in its missile test. We're being tested by China in its aggressive behavior in the South China Sea, and um, and it it comes from a naive uh, view, almost a random walk through the world in terms of the Biden foreign policy. There's no framework. There's no projection of strength. There's no consistency in tone and the way we apply power like you and I both experienced during the Reagan administration and uh, or you served and I served. And we've seen many times since, including under President Trump. And and so that factlessness in our foreign policy is represented in what you're just saying. Um, well, Dave having, McCormick, I want to hold uh, you over briefly after the bottom of the hour. We have a hard break. Just hang on. We'll be right back. Then, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Well, we're talking to uh, Dave McCormick, who wants to be the senator from Pennsylvania. As you know, we're talking to a lot of candidates from all over the country. The reason is, particularly in the Senate, their votes affect all of us. 
So even though people are elected from a particular state, you know, how many times have we talked about the 50-50 Senate and so forth? Dave McCormick, let me ask you what I think is the big question. Should you get the Republican nomination? Why do you think you're the guy who can win? Well, I think there's a, a time when we're, t- when we're watching uh, what's going on in the television where we see the fecklessness and the, and the weakness of the Biden administration. There's no time for on-the-job training. Uh, I come to the Senate as someone who is battle-tested on, on the battlefield, in combat, have negotiated the highest levels uh, against China, against Russia, someone who's built businesses. So when we talk about these issues, I have a frame of reference. I have experience. I have demonstrated competence, and I've demonstrated an ability to to make things happen. And we need a fighter in Washington from Pennsylvania and across our Senate that can make things happen and change the direction of our country. We don't have a lot of time, and we need to get that change moving in the right direction right now. And that's, uh, that's why I'm running. That's why I think it's so important. This seat's important for Pennsylvania. We need to have a fighter for Pennsylvania, but it's important for the country because this seat will likely dictate the direction of the Senate. The, the Senate will unlikely be Republican without winning this seat, and that's why, uh, that's why it's so important. And why did you decide to jump in? You were doing fine. You've never run for office before. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the main reason is that, uh, you know, I'm a, I've got a servant's heart. I, I went to West Point. Uh, I believe in duty, honor, and country. I, I served our con- great country on multiple occasions. And when the Afghanistan thing happened, um, it shook me. And, uh, and my wife, Dina, and I looked at each other and started to talk about whether this was the moment to, you know, really give up everything and jump into this, into this race. But it wasn't just Afghanistan. It's the terrible direction I mentioned earlier of economic policy, energy policy, border, the weakness and the wokeness, uh, which convinced me that we don't have a lot of time to waste. And if there's ever a time to, you know, jump in and do what you can, this was that moment. And uh, I view it as a great honor and privilege to dedicate the next phase of my life to try to make a big difference for Pennsylvania and for our country. Well, let me just say this. You know, I'm an old Pennsylvanian, but I don't live there right now. And I still love that state. I love going back to that state. As a kid, I used to go to Independence Hall all the time. Went to Penn State one summer, all that. Went to Temple University. I do think you would make an excellent senator. I really do. I'm listening to you. I've listened to you before. Um, So I do think you would make an excellent senator. So let me just say that to you. Thank you, Mark. That means a lot to me. And uh, we both love Pennsylvania. We both love our country. Pennsylvania is where it all began. And um, and you're doing a you know doing a great job in the way you're doing it, fighting for our country. And this is my chance to fight for our country too. So uh, thank you for having me tonight. I wish you all the best, my friend. And you take. Oh, by the way, yes, one sir. last thing. Remind everybody who your wife is. Oh, my wife is uh, Dina Powell McCormick. Uh, she's a, a great a great American story, the American dream. Uh, and uh, came to this great country from Egypt uh, as a Coptic Christian. She was uh, trying to escape religious persecution and went on to work at the highest levels of government, including uh, serving uh, in the White House as President Trump's deputy national security advisor. And so we both have uh, lived the American dream. We both had everything this amazing country has to offer, and we want to make sure we do everything we can to save it. And your website? My website is DaveMcCormickPA.com. So if people want to get in touch or help or whatever, DaveMcCormickPA.com. All right, my friend, you take care of yourself. Good luck. You too, Mark. Have a great weekend. Thank you. All right, you too.
He sounds pretty damn good to me, doesn't he, to you, Mr. Producer? Um, why don't we take some calls? Do we have any callers there who've been waiting? I don't like it when they wait forever. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I do need to do that, but let's get some callers lined up here, too. K-U-F... What did you say? K-U-F-O, our great affiliate there, Portland, Oregon country. Tim, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'd like to talk about the psychological turmoil of the Russian people and also on Biden. Um, when I was in Russia, I met a lady, this was over 20 years ago, and she talked about how she loved her country, but she hated that they killed her grandparents. And, you know, from the Russian Revolution. And now their soldiers are going to go into Ukraine and kill grandparents of the Ukrainians, and that's going to cause psychological turmoil in them. Psychological turmoil with whom? Hmm? Who? Who? The, 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 the Russian grandparents? Well, it's, you know, you love your country, but the, the country makes you kill people that are innocent. Well, maybe so. I'm not all that worked up about their psychological issues. No offense. Because right now, people are getting slaughtered, and they didn't ask for anything. All they were doing is living their lives, born as Ukrainians in a sovereign country. And for that, they're being slaughtered. And that's why it really bothers me, the Putin wing of this party and that party, that just comes up with excuses, and there's no context and history and so forth and so on. You believe in America first? And you got to stop Putin in Ukraine until he moves to other countries. He moves to other countries, then things are triggered that should not be triggered. If he's bogged down in Ukraine, that's a good thing. But now he's moving. And he could have been bogged down even more. I want to thank you, my friend. Our man Jimmy, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC, the home base, the mothership. Go right ahead. Mark, you know, we see now the problem with this environmental movement, right? Uh, Earth Day, April 22nd, is Lenin's birthday. The environmental movement was made to, basically, you have to destroy America's energy sector. You have to destroy capitalism to save the planet. So this movement is huge. But let me give you a little bit more on John Kerry. His group, Vietnam Veterans Against the War, I was at a lot of the protest. His group also flew the communist flag, John Kerry's group. And John Kerry's group, Vietnam Veterans Against the War, was at 156 Fifth Avenue. That was also the address of the National Council American-Soviet Friendship Committee. That's a KGB front group, just like the Institute for Policy Studies. And then there was a 25th victory celebration By the way, who founded in the New Institute? York. Hold on now. Who followed the Institute for Pol- Policy Studies? Raskin's father, right? Right, Marcus Raskin is one of the founders and leaders. And of his it. son is Raskin, who's on the January 6th committee and was on the impeachment committees, correct? Right, so that's the movement. You see, the tang- it's tangled, it's interwoven, it's interconnected all over the place. Now listen to this, a lot of people don't know. The communists actually have open celebrations of their victory in Vietnam against America. At the 25th anniversary celebration, I was there, I have it all on film, John Kerry's flag was up on the wall, Vietnam veterans against the war, and they were celebrating the communist victory against America. At the 10th anniversary celebration, 
at the Washington Irvine High School in New York, Jesse Jackson was one of the main speakers, and that's in the communist newspaper. So this movement is huge. The environmental movement alone could destroy us, and that's one of many. they got the schools, they have the media, they have the 60 genders. We're being taken apart and dismantled, the fentanyl coming in. It, it's, we, are, we are in a lot more trouble than most so people So when I called this that. American Marxism, I was right, wasn't I, Jimmy? Yeah, you were right, but the parties, the Marxism has to work through organized parties. So those are the various Marxist and communist parties. They were all pulled together, and they got into the Democratic Socialists of America, and that now is consolidating their hold in the Democrat Party. So this, it looks like Biden is actually coordinating with Putin. You could see there's some yeah. similarities here. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, the boy's on the payroll. Jimmy, thank you. We'll be right back. Lovin. I want you to listen to this mother at the Fairfax, Virginia school board meeting this week. I had tip right scoop. I really think, well, cut 27, go. My son, Robert took his life because he thought that all of the oppression was his fault. There were times he felt excluded because he had to use electives for speech therapy. His expressive language would be even worse while wearing a mask. You need to be inclusive to every student. Be inclusive to those who have special needs or not. Be inclusive to those who are masked or unmasked, vaccinated or unvaccinated. Every race, every, race, every life, every student matters. No one wants you to stop teaching black history, but please do not do it in a way that makes his life worth any less. My son was not responsible for everyone's problems. His success does not mean anyone else had to fail. His life mattered. He was important and valued. His emotional disability led him to the conclusion that any success he had, he did not deserve. Robert deserves more. Rest in peace. This is what these school districts are doing to people. Abusing our children with propaganda, racism, sexism. Just abusing these kids. I've never seen anything like this. I have never seen anything like this. The extent to which these kids are abused like this. And it's happening everywhere, with almost no exceptions. And there you have in Florida a brave governor who's trying to put an end to all this, and then he's accused of attacking gay people. He hasn't attacked any gay people. This is our media, this is them working with the Democrats and these front groups. DeSantis hasn't attacked any gay people. He didn't say you can't say the word gay. I mean, how ridiculous is this? Just terrible. I've got others here, too, of mothers. I've got one from the Ukraine. Begging. Begging for more help. Begging for more help. We have a lot of talkers in this, in this field in media. They'll talk you to death. But when it comes to lifting a finger, they oppose it. It's just unbelievable to me. Every week, in your honor, America, here we go. 
join me Sunday night, a very important show, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Fox, Life, Liberty, and Levin. If you can't watch it live, please DVR it. You can set it right now. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, and we stand with our friends in Ukraine against the Russian onslaught. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, my little Barney. Stay strong, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you Sunday night. I'll be back here on Monday. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe.